Welcome sports fans to my 48th episode of the Buffalo Huddle on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. I'm your host, Patty Bax. It's hard to believe we're in the second week of February already and we're one day closer to spring. And this time of year, especially in Buffalo, since the Bills are not in the Super Bowl this week, things are a little quiet, a little too quiet. You know, I had envisioned myself, I didn't know if I could afford to go there, but at least preparing and cheering on, you know, our, our team and hoping for the best. But at least the NHL is off for their All-Star break. The Sabres haven't been playing, and we still do have some important issues to talk about tonight. We have the Pro Bowl. We have the Buffalo Bandits, Josh playing golf, the UB men's and women's basketball teams, and so much more. And we have a special guest. Thank you so much to Ruth and Taryn and Matt for joining tonight. So glad to have you here tonight with me. I have my uh, nice hot green tea. So grab a beverage and sit back and huddle up for our inspiration. Let's start off there. So last week, my inspiration was, your greatest strength can be your greatest weakness. This week, after the ups and downs of the NFL season, the hectic holiday season, and really life in general, especially after yesterday with the earthquake we had here in Buffalo, I'll talk about that in a minute, my theme and inspiration are really about self-care. And according to Google Trends, the number of searches for self-care has more than doubled since 2015. So I imagine this isn't a surprise to anyone listening because, as we all know, family and friends who are experiencing depression or anxiety, maybe, you know, ourselves, we might be having these feelings. You know, I think usually after Christmas when things kind of quiet down and there's not as much activity, you're not seeing family and friends as much, I think people tend to get a little bit down. And here in Western New York, it gets dark so early. I know I know that happens, uh, especially around the East Coast. Everybody has like seasonal affective disorder. We need the sun. We haven't seen much of it lately. So self-care is really about empowering oneself and taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness. This is particularly true when we're going through periods of stress. I think for all Bills Mafia, and I know Taryn's team, the Chargers, they're not going to the Super Bowl either, so you might, Taryn, be feeling some of this as well. But self-care includes one or more of these aspects in our life, mental, emotional, physical, environmental, spiritual, recreational, and social. So engaging in a self-care routine, it's been clinically proven to reduce or eliminate anxiety and depression, to reduce stress, to improve our concentration, minimize frustration and anger, increase happiness, improve energy, and so much more. We just feel overall wellness when we take care of ourselves. So some examples of good self-care would be Focusing on sleep quality, taking time out from social media, taking a break, scheduling days of rest, 
maybe taking like a mental health day, which I'm thinking about doing soon, <laughs> practicing mindfulness through activity, spending time outdoors, decluttering and organizing spaces at home, and one of my favorites, creating a gratitude list or journal. Now, Ruth's son, Chris, he was the winner of the journal that I gave away in my 40th show. And I think I gave it away for Christmas, perhaps. And he did receive his journal and was very grateful. So hopefully Chris is taking time to use it. All right, a great example of self-care is really when I'm thinking about it, I'm looking at the Sabres players. I saw a lot on Twitter, social media. They're enjoying time together in the Bahamas and they look like they're having a blast. Of course, it's sunny, it's warm, it's just beautiful. I'm a little jealous, <laughs> but I'm happy for them. They're going to come back nice and refreshed. So my questions for tonight include asking yourself if you practice self-care. And if so, what are you currently doing? What areas are easiest for you and what's your most challenging? You know, as a reminder, those areas are mental, emotional, physical, environmental, spiritual, recreational, and social. Now, for me, the easiest is spiritual. That's pretty easy. You know, I, I am very I consider myself a very spiritual person. The hardest for me is physical because I never seem to get enough sleep. I always get like this burst of energy around 11 o'clock at night and all of a sudden I'm ready to do laundry, do dishes, clean the house, do whatever, and I have a hard time falling asleep. So I am now listening to meditation music at night and that seems to be helping. In fact, I slept through the whole earthquake yesterday. If you are in the chat room, please feel free to use the chat for your responses. So we're looking for the self-care areas in your life that are the easiest and the ones that are most challenging. So a fact about Buffalo, you may or may not have heard that we had an earthquake on Monday at 6.15 a.m. And I don't know, Taryn, on the West Coast, you may be a little more used to earthquakes than we are. I think this was the first earthquake, at least the strongest one, not the first one in 40 years, but the strongest one we've had in 40 years. It was a... The National Weather Service confirmed a 3.8 magnitude earthquake and it struck Buffalo and the surrounding areas. And the quake hit 1.24 miles east-northeast of West Seneca, New York, with a depth of 1.86 miles, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. So our county executive said that there was no damage reported so far in the surrounding areas and we're near the U.S.-Canada border, so I'm not sure if anybody, if it reached Canada or not, but no damage was reported, thankfully. A couple pictures fell off the wall in some houses, but and people posted some amazing videos. The National Earthquake Information Center said northeast earthquakes happen all the time, and quakes can strike anywhere at any time. And since 1983, there have been 24 earthquakes above magnitude 2.5 in the West Seneca region, with Mondays being the largest so far in the area. And another 3.8 magnitude quake did take place in 1999. That one I felt in western New York. Okay, Terrence said there was an earthquake in California a couple weeks ago, and he didn't feel it. So I guess they happen all the time. The interesting thing you may or may not know is that Buffalo is situated on a significant fault line known as the 
Clarendon, Clarendon Linden Fault System. And this seismic zone runs from Lake Ontario southward to Rushford Lake in Allegheny County, cutting west of Rochester and through uh, Genesee and Wyoming counties, including towns like Batavia, Linden, Attica, Dale, and Pike. So I'm hoping another earthquake of this magnitude doesn't happen for at least another 40 years because I won't be around then. So <laughs> so hopefully no one um, was impacted. It can be a little traumatic if you've gone through it before. I don't know, Taryn, if you've ever experienced an earthquake or really felt it, but it can be a little bit uh, nerve-wracking. All right, time for some news and notes. I'm going to start off with something that happened earlier this morning. It was released, a letter that was put out by Jessica Pagula called, I Want to Talk to You About My Mom. Now, just as a reminder to listeners who may or may not know that Kim Pagula and her husband Terry are the owners of the Sabres, Bills, and Bandits. They haven't said anything about Kim Pagula. We've heard nothing since June of 2022. Finally, Jessica Pagula came out and she wrote kind of a letter, if you will, and said it was time to to get her story out there. So she actually shared her story and it was pretty emotional. If you have a chance to to read it, it's on the buffalobills.com website. It's under Jessica Pagula. But what we found out and what really just kind of made it reinforced what this team has gone through this season, it was even more pronounced because of what happened with DeMar Hamlin. But apparently in June of 2022, Kim Pagula went into cardiac arrest and her daughter, Kelly, was able to administer CPR. And it's unbelievable, but she's in IC, she was in ICU. She still has some speech problems and some memory issues. But according to Jessica, she basically said that every day she's going and doing a little bit better each day. So right now, as you know, we know as Bills fans, it's incredible to see and hear what happened to her. And I'm telling you, it it really, just to know that she's still alive is important because we didn't even know any of this. And Jessica said that her mom is working hard in her recovery, but where she ends up is still unknown. And, and that's really disturbing and sad to all of us because she was the face of the franchise for the Bills especially. She would make cookies for all the staff. She'd be the cheerleader. She was the led some of the initiatives with women in sports. And she said that I like, let's see, um, I wanted to read something here. It's been a tough year, but at the same time, I feel lucky and blessed. I'm thankful my mom is still with us when other families may not have been so lucky that she even had a chance at recovery when the first week in the hospital seemed so dim. And she was very thankful to everyone to, uh, for all the support. And Jessica said, thank you to the Buffalo community for your patience. I know you wanted answers and it took a while to get there, but finally it felt like it was time. 
Thank you to everyone who respected our privacy and who has shown me and my family tremendous support through this ongoing journey. And I can only imagine, I can only imagine what she was feeling when she heard the news about Damar Hamlin and what their whole family was going through, and especially her dad, Terry. It, um, it really just puts things in perspective. And as I've mentioned before, football, you know, that life is, life is so much more. Football is more than just about, you know, the game. It's about family. It's about celebrating the, the, the joys in life. And it was a beautiful tribute to her mom. And I'm sure that what her mom can comprehend at this point, she's so proud of her beautiful daughters, both of them, and Kelly especially, who saved her life. And let's see, Taryn in the chat says, I've experienced an earthquake. It kind of feels like you are on a boat. Yeah, that's what that's what I felt when I had experienced my earthquake. All right, speaking of Demar Hamlin, he continues to heal as well. He's launching his Hashtag three for heart CPR challenge aimed at saving more lives through CPR education and training with the American Heart Association. And certainly knowing what Kim Pagula just went through, I think it makes it all the more notable to to really take up the challenge that DeMar is issuing. And CPR, hands-on only CPR is a quick and easy to learn life-saving skill. He wants you to do three easy steps. Learn, go to heart.org forward slash three to watch a 60-second video to learn hands-only CPR. And then number two, donate to the American Heart Association to fund the CPR education and training. And finally, number three, use hashtag three for heart to challenge three friends to do the same on social media. And to kick off the campaign, Demar challenged LeBron James, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, well, retired quarterback Tom Brady, and former First Lady Michelle Obama. He said he's very excited to be teaming with the American Heart Association, and it's going to be an amazing opportunity to impact and educate millions of people on the importance of CPR because it saved his life, and obviously it saved Kim's. So I think learning of what happened with Kim and knowing what happened with Damar, it's all the more reason that we all should be taking up the challenge. If we can't get certified, at least watch the video and challenge other people to do so. And Matt says that he never felt the earthquake either. So (laughs) I guess I'm glad to know I wasn't alone, Matt. All right, a gentle reminder, if you are inclined to show love and honor number three, you can donate to Damar's charity, at Chasing M's Foundation. All right, getting on to Josh Allen. By all indications, he had a blast at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which, as I mentioned last week, it featured 156 amateurs that were paired with 156 pros over three rounds at Pebble Beach Golf Links, Spyglass Hill Golf Course, and Monterey Peninsula Country Club Shore Course. And Josh actually was the clubhouse leader for just a little while after his second round Friday at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And once the rest of the field finished, Josh and his PGA Tour partner, Keith Mitchell, who they've become like the best 
of friends. They were tied with three teams for fourth place, six shots out of the lead, entering into the final day, and they actually did finish fourth. The weather played some really severe havoc on the course, especially the wind. And Aaron Rodgers, who was teamed with Canada's Ben Silverman, they won the Pro-Am competition. And I have to say, it wasn't too bad of a showing for Josh since he hasn't really touched a golf golf club in months, I would think. I am not sure when he did. But, but speaking of golf, we have another outstanding Buffalo Bill, at least currently for now, who is a golf pro. Congrats to all pro-po Jordan Poyer, known in the offseason as golf pro-po. He, Jordan Poyer is an incredible athlete. In the longest drive, the third event of the Pro Bowl games, Jordan was the final contestant for the AFC. He had to hit, he had to get at least, I think it was 316 that he had to beat. So on his final swing, he crushed his final drive, a whopping 320 yards to win the competition. Pretty exciting. And we have got to find a way to bring him back to the Bills. We will talk about that in future shows, but... Wow, he is such a competitive athlete, so kudos to both Josh and Jordan. And congratulations to forward Dylan Cousins today, who agreed on a seven-year, $49.7 million extension. Leads all Sabres in shorthanded goals with two, and locking him up was huge. So congratulations to Kevin Adams, the GM for the Sabres for being able to to get that to work. So the Sabres are such a fun and exciting team to watch. And now that Dylan Cousins is signed for seven years, along with Tage Thompson, I think we can kind of all sit back, relax, and enjoy the fun Sabres. And speaking of the Sabres, they played on Wednesday, the Carolina Hurricanes. And Tage Thompson, who'd been Buffalo's lone selection to the All-Star game, he didn't play the third period due to an upper body injury. And then once it was known that he couldn't go to the All-Star game, Rasmus Dahlin quickly agreed to go. He was selected to represent Buffalo, so he had some plans to go to the Bahamas at that time, but he had to push those plans back. He called his brother in Sweden. His brother got on a flight and flew to Fort Lauderdale Thursday morning. So he spent... Uh, Rasmus spent the afternoon jet skiing with his girlfriend, Carolina, and his brother, Felix. So he spent, you know, time rubbing shoulders with Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, and more of the NHL's elite during the All-Star Skills event in Florida. And when it came to the hardest shot competition, kudos to Rasmus Dahlin. He had triple digits on his mind, and his first attempt was 97 miles per hour while his second shot clocked in at 102.3 miles per hour, which was good for second place to Vancouver Canucks forward and fellow Swede Elias Pettersson. He won the event with 103.2. So just about there, but not good enough. And Rasmus Dahlin also was victorious in scoring to lead the Atlantic Division's victory. He scored with a short side shot, 36 seconds left in the Atlantic Division's 7-5 win. And what I really loved best about Rasmus being there was that he said 
about the experience, he said, it's important that Buffalo is represented. We're gaining some respect now. We're playing better. It's awesome to represent my club. I'm trying to bring home the win to Buffalo. So that's an extra good thing. And then his girlfriend, Carolina, chimed in and said, I think it's important someone is representing Buffalo and shows the quality of being a Buffalo Sabre and how fun it is to be in Buffalo. We could have 10 Buffalo Sabres here if we could. I think it's important to show fans that Buffalo is a really good team. So I think we're seeing Rasmus kind of grow up before our eyes, and we're really, really fortunate to have him on our team. Really exciting to watch. My weekly reminder, please check out our blogs of the IE Sports Radio blog team family, including the one that my sister wrote, How to Survive When Your Team's Not in the NFL Championship 2023. That is now posted. You can find that at iesportsradioblog.wordpress. So I highly encourage you to go to that website and read that blog. And we always welcome your feedback and helping us share your blog, our blogs with your family and friends. All right, before we get to our special guest tonight, I just want to briefly touch on the Bills. And we have plenty of time in future podcasts to delve into the postseason. You know, there's a lot of speculation already on, you know, early draft picks. I'm seeing running back going number one, and I beg to differ with that, but I'll give my opinion uh, probably next week and in the future weeks. I'm going to be putting on my GM hat and breaking down what I think they should do, and I'm breaking it down into segments, coaching, offense, defense, and special teams. So next week, I do plan, as I said, to spend more time on my recommendations. We're going to start with the coaching. And speaking of coaching, they did make one change. The Bills did hire Joe Dana as their new safeties coach. He served as the Houston Texans safeties coach in the 2022 season. He comes to Buffalo with... 15 years of NFL coaching experience, so not a newbie. He's got the experience. Before he was in Houston, he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He coached for four seasons, two years as a safeties coach and two years as the assistant secondary coach. And he also spent time as the DB coach for the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. So certainly he does bring a lot of experience with him. But what really stands out is the fact he coached some really high-level NFL players, including Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boyce, Boy, uh, D.J. Hayden, and Darrell Revis. Not one of my favorites, but you know certainly everybody recognizes those names. So the Bills had one of the top secondary groups in the league in 2022, despite dealing with all the injuries, including the ones to Micah Hyde and to DeMar Hamlin. The group allowed an average of six yards per pass attempt, fifth in the NFL, and the ninth fewest passing TDs to opponents. And the DB players, I think, you know, without a doubt, we're not going to be able to keep all of them. They are going to change because we're kind of in that salary cap purgatory right now trying to figure it all out we just don't know who's going to be on the team but I really think that whoever we end up getting at least under this coach I think we're going to see some great production and hopefully DeMar can be back 
time will tell. But for now, let me give a shout out to all our team representatives who look like they had a blast at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morris, Roger Saffold, Steph Diggs, Dawson Knox, Jordan Poyer, Matt Milano. Uh, Steph came in second in the best catch contest. His brother, Trevon Diggs, he, he just didn't do any favors for Steph, unfortunately. But it did look like all the guys did have a blast. So let's see. I think we're going to do a little bit of the bandits, and then we're going to take a break and come back with our special guest for the evening. So the Bills may not be going to the Super Bowl. However, we have a red-hot team in the Buffalo Bandits. They won their third straight game with a 13-10 victory over their crosstown rivals, the Rochester Nighthawks. I was thinking of going to the game, but it was pretty sold out, and I didn't want to sit way up in the nosebleed section, so I'm going to try to get tickets for a game where I can be more at the second level, maybe the first. It's a lot better view, and it's just more fun when you're sitting down lower, closer to the field. With the win, the Bandits moved into first place in the East Conference. They usurped the top spot from Rochester, and it's really awesome to be back on top and to be building on the team's energy. Unfortunately, the NLL's leader in goals, Josh Byrne, he remained out for the game. He has an injury, but sometimes... When your best player goes out, other people step in. And that's exactly what happened because the other Bandit players did step in. The top of the Bandit score sheet was marked by reigning MVP, Dane Smith, who's just really red hot right now, Brady McCulley, and Tahoka Nanticote. Old faithful Bandit's goaltender, Matt Vince, he stopped 47 shots on 57 attempts, while Rochester netminder Ryan Hartley saved 42 of 55. And this was a much different game than the one they played in Rochester a few weeks ago, but it was really tight in the first half, and Buffalo went into halftime trailing just 5-4. to four. They had a 3-0 and run to finish the first frame. And not to fear, Buffalo comes out pretty strong in the third quarter, and that's what they did. They continue to add to their goal streak, and Bandits captain Steve Perillo, he tied the game at five for his second of the year at the 12.50 mark, and the Bandits scored two more unanswered with tallies from Brandon Robinson, who scored a rebound goal after catching his own shot off the boards, and Bryce Sweeting, who grabbed his first of the year and celebrated by a weak attempt at the gritty. And Buffalo barraged the Nighthawks with four straight with contributions from Ian McKay, Nanticote, McCulley, and Smith. And Dane Smith's goal would be his third of the game, earning him a hat trick. The Bandits did lead 11-6 going into the final frame, leading in shots on goal as well with 47 to Rochester's 41. And Brad McCulley had the final goal with three minutes left in the game. He expressed his gratitude toward Banditland because if you've ever gone to a game, you know the energy is electric. And he said that scoring in front of Banditland is probably the best feeling in the entire world, to put it simply. We've got the best fans in the league, and we're so lucky. 
And as I said, I can attest to that statement because attending the games, even though I don't know much about lacrosse, I'm learning a little bit, you just, you feel that electricity and you can't help but get caught up in that energy. And the Buffalo Bandits are going to continue to defend their winning streak after they have a bye week, which hopefully Josh Byrne can get healthy. And they're going to host the Philadelphia Wings in week 12. So that game is going to be on February 18th at 7.30 p.m. And I think it's going to be really good to have the guys take this bye week, get a little healthy, and come back to finish it out really strong and get that number one seed. All right, you are listening to the Buffalo Huddle on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. And we are going to come back when we return. We are going to have a very special guest to talk about sled hockey. We'll be right back. What's happening, sports fans? Are you a fan of Southern California sports? Are you looking for a show hotter than a hot summer day in California? Then look no further than the SoCal Supreme Sports Show, where I talk about all things Southern California sports. That's right, all sports teams from Southern California. From the hard-hitting tackles of the NFL, to the killer crossovers and big three-pointers of the NBA and WNBA, to the grand slams of the MLB, to the bone-chilling goals of the NHL, and to the booming kicks of the MLS, the SoCal Supreme Sports Show has it all for you. Oh, and let us not forget about the college sports as well. So join me, Taryn Rodriguez, every week here on iSports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. your boy, Marcus Los Great. Here to give you what you want. Here to give you what you need. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming to you live. Straight from your mama's basement with a crispy white tea. <laughs> We are coming to you live every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Powered by IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. Welcome back to the Buffalo Huddle on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. I'm your host, Patty Bax, and it gives me great pleasure, and it's an honor to introduce 
our guest for this evening to talk about the Greater Buffalo Adaptive Sled Hockey. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Wheels, better known as Matt Daniels. Matt, glad to have you tonight. Thank you again for having me on. All right, wonderful. And Matt, um, I just wanted to say we haven't really spoken very much since hockey, not hockey, but football ended. You, You definitely did some really amazing things with the Greater Adaptive Buffalo Bills Football League, and it ended, and I haven't talked to you much, so what's been happening since the fall? Oh, wow. Well, after our first season two years ago, we uh, did not win one game, and the following year, which was last year, we did a lot better. So since the end of uh, last season, since the last time I spoke to you, I've just been itching to get back out there again like very very soon i just uh, i want to get back out i want to test my wheelchair skills i've learned enough over the past two years to get a better understanding of the game and you know um the little benefits the little things i can do to benefit me on the field itself and now that some of our our new football chairs are coming in you know, we're feeling more confident in general about the uh stability of our wheelchairs um so i've just been been getting ready for football and in between that time from football when football season ends to when it starts again is when I pick up sled hockey so lately um, I've been going to my team practices for sled hockey and um, we just, we brought four people from Buffalo to the Empire State Games um, just this past weekend and uh, we brought home silver with uh, some of the Buffalo guys that is awesome congratulations and I saw some pictures that you posted on Twitter, and it certainly looked like it was a very competitive game. Yeah, it was a it was a tough game. Um, we our first two games, we ended up winning. I believe it was six nothing, four nothing the first game, six nothing the second game, and then the third game, we uh, we actually ended up tying, which forced us to play the same team again in the finals. And we played them. We were doing really good for a while, and we made you know one mistake that we shouldn't have. It was one of those ones where you know you make that your first couple times playing, and then it shouldn't happen again. Well, you know it's just one of those um, one of those instances where um, we just made a you know a stupid little mistake, and it cost us the game. But we still played through the whole game, and we finished, and we lost. Uh, it was two to one, but within the last um, 10, 15 seconds of the game, one of our teammates actually took a, a real hard hit into the boards and was actually unconscious for, um, I don't quote the time, but somewhere between probably two and four, two and five minutes he was unconscious for. And when he woke up, um, he couldn't feel his legs, so we called in for um, the... Uh, you know, emergency air to come uh, bring him to the closest hospital. Um, so, and, and, you know, it was unfortunate it happened like that late in the game too, when it didn't matter. Um, you know, it was a, it was a legal hit. Um, there was nothing wrong with it. It was just unfortunate what happened. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, we were, we were at least able to, um, you know, bring home the silver this time. Um, I've been trying to touch base with that player um, to see how, to see how he's doing and as of now he's uh from what i understand what i've gathered what i've uh, the information i've received is that he's still having issues with one of his legs 
um, that he's not able to feel one of his legs. Um, but that's the that's the update that I have right now on the situation. Well, we'll certainly keep him in our prayers. And what, what's his first name? His name is Mike. Mike. Okay. Well, I hope everybody, all our listeners here, keep Mike in your prayers. And hopefully he'll have a very uh, healthy recovery and be able to feel that that um, his leg again, the, the movement in his leg. That's just, that's just, wow. It just goes to show that, you know, in a wheelchair especially, it seems like some of the hits that I've seen in the football when you guys have played football, they're they're pretty hard hits. They're, they're... I, I absolutely love it, though. I love it. It's just nothing feels better <laughs> than going really fast at each other. Well, um, Matt, where if somebody wanted to come out and kind of watch, they're interested, they never heard of sled hockey, they maybe just don't know anything about it or just they're really interested to see what it's all about in a wheelchair compared to, you know, someone else who's doing sled hockey. Where could they yeah. find you? Um, what they can do, what they can start by doing is going to greater Buffalo adaptive sports.org and it has the sports that uh, greater Buffalo adaptive sports sports host. Um, and it'll say on there, it'll say wheelchair football, sled hockey, lacrosse, um, and all you have to do is click on one of those, um, and it might give you a prompt to, you know, receive an email or send an email out. Um, I am definitely encouraging those of you to reach out and, you know, possibly come out to one of our practices and, you know, see if it's something that, you know, that is your missing piece, your missing, you know, puzzle piece. And I definitely encourage everybody to go take a look, get in contact with Greater Buffalo Adaptive Sports. And um, we can definitely hand out and help you guys out and let you know when we have our practices for, you know, for football, for lacrosse, for sled hockey. It's all available. That's great. It's great that you have all that information, you know, in an easy-to-locate spot where people can get updated, especially. I know for me, I unfortunately missed the game that you had at Riverworks in football, and I'm hoping this year that I'll be able to attend at least one or more that you might have locally. Now, Matt, I have a, a comment that was made by Diane, my sister in the chat, who had the privilege, as I did, to watch the concrete gridiron that was All on right. PBS last night. So you have some fans out there who I, right. I know in talking with you, you, you've gotten a lot of messages, a lot of positive comments about it. I don't know if you want to mention a little about that, the concrete gridiron. What's that about? Oh. Concrete Gridiron was, uh, first off, big shout out to Jake again. Um, Jake uh, Simperman, he did a phenomenal job. He had a vision and he captured that vision. And I'm glad that I was able to assist him in creating this. Well, I'm sorry, assist him in, you know, creating this picture in general, giving him my input and moving along. It just worked out very good. But Concrete Gridiron is a documentary about um, a group of people from Buffalo to start the first ever Buffalo wheelchair football team. And they are all from different backgrounds, all different disabilities, veterans, non-veterans. Um, and, it, and it shows the story of some of us and some of the um, obstacles that, that we've had to overcome over the years. And it, it puts sports into perspective, you know, how much sports actually means to, to everybody. It's not even the... Um, disabled community as far as adaptive sports sports in general as a whole is you know something that people grab onto extremely happy to be proud of it uh i'm extremely happy to be a part of it 
And um, thank you again to everybody who did who did see that last night live. Um, it was very, very exciting to be able to see that on my own TV sitting at home. So that was uh, that was amazing. And I've had nothing but amazing feedback from everybody, nothing but overwhelming support. And I try to get back to every single person, but I really appreciate everybody's support too. That's one thing we need to do is open the door for um, adaptive sports. Let's get some more media coverage for adaptive sports. You know, sports in, in a whole, whether it's adaptive sports or not, it's all one. There's nothing outside of how we view sports. It doesn't matter if, if it's different sports, you know, um, like I said, adaptive, not adaptive. You know, it brings people together, and that's what, that's what this documentary shows, too, that the power of football in Buffalo and how it brings people together. Well, that's beautifully said, and, and I'm excited to see what the future holds for the greater adaptive Buffalo teams, all of the teams. And you know that you have our support for any fundraising events. I know that, you know, there may be some grant opportunities. Maybe even my sister and I were talking, even through the Ralph Wilson Foundation. I don't know if you've reached out to them or if they do participate in any of the funding, but there's certainly the sky's the limit, I think, for what you guys can do in all the different sports that you participate in right now. This is just the beginning. I just see this growing and growing. And like I said, I, it, it wouldn't be where it's at today without everybody who's helped along the way, spreading the word and showing their support. So it's because of all of you. Um, you guys made this possible for to get you know to get the sport out there to show the future um, future generation that there are sports there are things available for you and here they are we want to show them to you. I've got a quick question because we are getting ready for our bowling event that we do every year. We're going to be doing that in April. The Russell J. Salvatore. This will be the third annual event on April twenty third. It's a Sunday. And Ruth and her son came out last year to help and were incredibly helpful to us to raise. We Our team raised over $11,000. What about bowling? What about uh, bowling? Is there any adaptive, Greater Buffalo Adaptive Sports bowling team in the area? See, see the, as far as I'm unaware, no. I, I do not think that there is anything. I know they have curling because that's one other program that they started. Um, and I know they're trying to throw tennis in the mix right now, too. Okay. So that actually would be a real good idea. I'd like to see how that would work too with bowling because that would be really cool. Wouldn't like that be that. fun? Well, we got to get oh, you absolutely. to we got to get you to come out and on April twenty third. I'll I'll definitely be in touch with you. And Matt, I can't thank you enough for the time that you spent just sharing all the information that our listeners really need to know. And and I appreciate you keeping us updated. We will definitely keep Mike in our prayers and our thoughts. And wishing him the best. I don't see any questions in the chat, but certainly I'd love to have you back on anytime you have any type of events or anything that you want to come and talk about, especially if you have any of these sled hockey games or any lacrosse games, whatever locally that you want to promote and have us come out and watch and cheer you on. We're more than happy to do so. If it fits well, our schedule I, I, and it fits yours. <laughs> absolutely. And listen, I just want to thank you again, too. Uh, you have been absolutely amazing. Patty, you, you really are. You're amazing at what you do. I love listening to you. I love your insight on a lot of things. And again, thank you for uh, letting me be a part of this journey, you know, in yours and my journey. Um, you know, whether 
depending on whatever road that we take in general. But thank you. You know, I really appreciate you and uh, keep doing what you're doing, Patty. Oh, you're more than welcome, Matt. I'm very humbled by your kind words, and I, I really appreciate that because, you know, this is just a small podcast here, but we're we're trying to grow. And Taryn, who's on here today, has just been an incredible cheerleader for the show. And Ruth, who is a faithful listener, Patty Champion, who also supports you guys. I know she's made things over the with her wonderful skills as a seamstress. She's made you bucket hats and oh, yeah. just, uh, so I think that you know that's that's what Buffalo is all about. It's all about community and supporting each other. So thank you so much, Matt. Really appreciate you coming on today, and I look forward to having you on again. Thank you again for having me. Take care. Okay, you too, Matt. Thank you very much. All right, you bye. just bye. you just listen to Matt Daniels, and I always go to call him Matt Henry because there's another player on the team, Matt Henry, but I know he's Matt Daniels. So thank you so much, Matt, for joining us tonight. Really hope everybody who's listening whether you're listening live or as in a recording, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. So let's all keep Mike in our prayers. All right, before we take another quick commercial break, let's talk about the Buffalo Sabres. And before the All-Star break, the Sabres did host the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday for the Choose Love Night at KeyBank Center. And the game was nationally televised on TNT at 7.30. Now, I personally didn't really like the national broadcast, but it was beautiful to hear first poet laureate Jillian Hainsworth. She recited an incredible poem that she wrote called Still Choosing Love. And the video of her reading the poem, it's posted on the Sabres website, buffalosabres.com. Well, that game didn't go as well as we hoped. I mean, <laughs> choose love night, you know, it could have broken into choose hate love, hate night because the Sabres did not win. But no, we, we still continue to choose love. And Alex Tuck scored the lone goal as the Buffalo Sabres came up short. They lost by 5-1. to one. And Alex Tuck said they came at us with a lot of energy. That was pretty obvious when you watched the game. And they kept it simple. And they just just beat us and he said we dug ourselves a hole we just couldn't get out of it and unfortunately you know just didn't have the energy and Don Granado kind of echoed that sentiment and just said we couldn't get into a rhythm so Buffalo right now it's on a mandatory bye week and the Sabres have 56 points which is amazing through 50 games and they're currently one point behind the Penguins who hold the second wild card berth they're going to return home on Friday, I'm sorry, not Friday, this Saturday actually, February 11th, as the Calgary Flames visit KeyBank Center for a Saturday matinee starting at 12.30 p.m. That's going to be on MSG and WGR 550. All right, we are going to take another quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the UB Bulls, and we're going to talk about the challenge for the week. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Buffalo Huddle on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. And I am your host, Patty Bax. Thank you so much for listening today.
everybody? This is Taryn Rodriguez. Are you a fan of volleyball? Are you a fan of Thunder Spikes? Then I have the show for you. Set Point, where I cover NCAA men's and women's volleyball, high school boys and girls volleyball, beach volleyball, and even professional volleyball. Catch the action every week here on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. fans do you like wine well we've got the show for you this is let's wine about sports a show where we talk about wine and sports simultaneously from the classic cabernet sauvignon all the way down to the grapes that you've never even heard of before oh yeah we cover it all and we'll talk about a little bit of sports as well football hockey collegiate women's sports it doesn't matter we're going to talk about it all and we're going to whine about it all so join me Monday at 8 p.m. on IU Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. And speaking of IE Sports Radio, let's give a shout out to the IE Sports Radio family. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And also, please visit our website at iesportsradio.com. We have amazing content ranging from interviewing legendary athletes, building tailor-made shows for all the major cities across this country. We're all about the fans, so please come and support us. You can become a Patreon. We have five different tiers. The first one starts at only $5 a month, and you're going to get shout-outs on all our shows, and higher tiers do include merchandise, our podcasting university, and you can even be on a show with Larry B., The Defining Moment. So thank you, all of you, for how you contribute and support the IE Sports Radio family, your direct feed for all that is sports. And we want to also give a shout-out to our Patreons. And we have... (laughs) I've lost them here for a minute. I'll just find them real quick. Bay Area Raised, M Lost Grade, Key to the Gate, and Anonymous. So congratulations and thank you to our Patreons. All right, the UB Bulls. We do have some football news to start off with before we talk basketball. The Mid-American Conference did announce the University of Buffalo's football conference opponents for the 2023 season 
eight of the opponents played in bowl games in 2022. So it's not going to be the easiest schedule, but they're going to travel the Bulls to Akron, Kent State, Miami of Ohio, and Toledo, common opponents. And dates for conference games are going to be announced later. Bowling Green, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, and Ohio are all going to be visiting the UB Stadium. The Bulls are also going to play in four non-conference games in 2023. Their home opener is at or at Wisconsin, September 2nd, and then they'll be home, I should say, hosting Fordham on September 9th, followed by Liberty on September 16th, right at the UB Stadium. And the Bills are going or the Bulls will close out their non-conference play at Louisiana on September 23rd. Now on to basketball, the men's basketball first. As I was hosting my podcast last Tuesday night, the University of Buffalo men's basketball team, they were losing to the top-seeded Akron Zips, and they lost 80, so it was a little disappointing to say the least. Curtis Jones, he recorded his eighth 20-point performance of the season, finishing with 20 points, six rebounds, and four assists. Now, the Bulls played the Western Michigan Broncos in Kalamazoo, Michigan on Saturday, February 4th at 2.30 p.m. That game was on ESPN+. Thankfully, the outcome was much more positive as the University of Buffalo men's basketball team won 85-76. to And in that victory, the red-hot Curtis Jones, he recorded his second 30-point performance of the season. And entering this game, Western Michigan was the best rebounding team in the MAC. However, that didn't stop the Bulls from out-rebounding them 41-28. And 14 of the Bulls' rebounds were on the offense offense end, which led to 18 second-chance points. And the Bulls just went on to a, a great victory. Now, the win extends the Bulls' win streak in the month of February to 13 because the Tuesday night game was still in January on the 31st. So Buffalo now holds the longest active streak in Division I college basketball in February. Buffalo is actually playing right now. They're hosting Eastern Michigan on Equality and Inclusion Night. And tip-off was at 7 p.m. I don't have an updated score, but certainly next week I will give you an update. And as far as the women goes, they hosted on Saturday Northern Illinois and... They had that game on February 4th. Unfortunately, they ran into a very aggressive team, and they lost 72-62. to They're going to hit the road for two straight games beginning tomorrow, February 8th, at Toledo, and tip-off is for 7 p.m. All right, on to our challenge for the week. Let's revisit our theme of self-care. Now, you can do as much or as little as you like with this challenge. And when you have a chance, get a blank piece of paper and draw a large circle divided into at least four sections. So like a pie, like you were making a pie and cutting it up. So ideally it would be seven, but you could take four or fewer if you want. And it really depends on if you want to do the whole thing for 100% would be the seven sections. So... In each section, write in one or more of these. So each section will be one um, area, like mental, emotional, physical, environmental, spiritual, recreational, and social. 
And for each section, write in the activity that you're going to practice for your self-care. So perhaps under physical, you could say going for a walk three to five times a week. You could maybe under spiritual, you could say I'm going to read a motivational or a meditation book or go to church or something two times a week instead of once, whatever it might be. So just think of the areas that you would like to strengthen for your self-care. And once you've created your wheel, you can make ones for each week. You could do it monthly and just schedule check-ins with yourself. Keep a journal, celebrate achievements that you make. And just if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, that's not the purpose of self-care and the self-care wheel. Just take a step back and remember the reasons that you're doing this because self-care is meant to lower your stress levels and not raise them. So make sure you're setting very realistic goals. Don't say, I'm going to walk 10 miles. It might be just, I'm going to walk a quarter mile. Just those baby steps. When making your self-care wheel, make sure, like I said, it's attainable. Self-care is personal, so personalize it to your current needs. Again, just a quick reminder We talked about emotional, physical, environmental, spiritual, recreational, and social. For my emotional health this week and mental health, I am not going to be watching the Super Bowl, I don't think. I might peek at the score if I know that Philadelphia is winning because that's my my pick. So (laughs) if the Bills aren't in it, okay, I'm a poor loser. I am not going to be watching it. So I maybe you get, all our listeners are, but I'm not choosing to watch it this time. So, all right, it is time to begin wrapping up for the night because we have our next podcast, our IE Sports family coming up. That's Philly Sports Talk with Bobby Cash and Chris. That's coming up right after this. If you are listening live, please stay tuned for that right at 8 o'clock. And special thanks to all of you who listened live and anybody who's listening to the recording of this podcast. I want to give a huge shout out to my guest tonight, to Matt Damon, uh, uh, Matt Daniels. And let me just say, without your support, the every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can follow me on Twitter at Buffalo Huddle or Huddles 1025. Please continue to keep all those impacted by trauma in your prayers. And this is Patty Bex for IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. Until next time, go Bills.